The following program has been rated NSFW, so don't listen to it near a Christian, because they might explode. Welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with your hosts, Lee Vowell, Todd Bandleader, the other guy, and Ted Hicks. <laughs> oh, not again. Damn it, Ted. Is Ted even real? He's never here. And welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with Todd, Rob, and Lee, with a big shout out to our house band, One Off Messiahs. Today is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's birthday, and he will not be joining us on this program. Your guys' thoughts on Dwayne The Rock Johnson? He has money. He does. He was asked today on, on the Sunday morning Today show, I guess. About running for office. Because he has that show. I don't know if you guys have seen the show. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's not memorable or anything like that. It's just fine. But yeah. he was asked about running for office one day because that's what the kind of the show is making a joke about him running for president in 2032 or something like that. Or running for president or running for re-election or something. And he said he, he definitely did not say he would not do that. So what would you guys think about a, a candidate rock? I'm you tired of unfortunately win. <clears throat> I'm, I'm tired of amateurs running tired for office. Of, tired of what? Wrestlers? Amateurs running for oh. office. So he seems to be a nice person. He probably would have good concepts. He would probably actually hire intelligent people to help him, but no thanks. I don't, you know, the presidency should not be a vanity project. I think we've had enough of that shit. True. He would be better than the person we had previously, but better. But I don't want someone who's fucking incompetent in this field. You know, I wouldn't want Joe Biden to go be my next action hero. It's like there's, there's got to be an action here. It's got to be like a uh, a, a doll like, of Joe Biden action hero. Did yeah. you guys watch Joe Biden's uh, uh, speech to uh, the? Intentionally half empty, or probably even less than half empty, or more than half empty, uh, Congress this past week. I watched highlights. What'd you think? I think I should have watched the whole thing. That was very forceful. It's funny how how Sleepy Joe, who suffers from dementia, according to the Trumpers, uh, actually is able to give long, coherent talks and stick on subject and not just randomly swill his Diet Coke and press his little panic button and oh my god I need my caffeine shot and it's like so hypocritical such bullshit and for a moment going back to The Rock and going back to actors because obviously we had a president who, who was a former actor who was also the president of the Screen Actors Guild before that so he had some administrative not that that's huge but he had some administrative experience who was the governor of the largest state in the nation so and i'm not saying reagan was saint reagan by any means but he didn't just say well i'm done doing westerns i think i'll be president a world of difference so not a job you just jump into and think well i'm a nice guy i want good things for people i think i'll be president no no <laughs> not it's like the hardest job in the freaking world other than being a, a kindergarten teacher. So, no, you can't just, like, jump in and, oh, I'll do this. I'll be great. Throw your support behind someone who knows how the fuck to be president. Yeah. 
Speaking of former uh, former actors who were governor of uh, uh, California, at least their offspring. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Moxie that's out now. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son plays the uh, the antagonist, I guess. Is it Patrick he, or is it Jazzbot? Uh, I actually can't remember his first name. He looks like Arnold in the face, Ooh. but um, he's the hideous son. He's not. He's not terrible in the film. I haven't really seen him in anything else. But his the role, the way the character's written, unfortunately, because Amy Poehler, I think, wrote it, and the film is, it's okay. I mean, it's a little heavy-handed in the female role. And I've seen a bunch of stuff she's written, and she's usually a good writer. But the way she writes this specific character is he's he's almost so awful that it's unrealistic. It is Patrick. Yeah. And it's, there's no other way of him to really play the role. There's no nuance to it, really. So, uh, Sounds like the latest DC animated thing. It was Patrick. So he does, he does look like his dad. But like a normal human version of his dad's. <laughs> yeah, without the... Yeah, I mean, he, he's fine. But, I mean, he's, like, again, he's not... He, as an actor in that film, is not terrible. Because it's just the role. It's clearly the role, yeah. that, the way it's written. So, Like Scott Eastwood. Sometimes he's really good, and other times he's just like, mm. but it's because the role is crap. What happened to Eastwood's daughter? She was in the, in the Garden of Good and Evil, and I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. Uh, she was eaten else. by a Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Tim Reed will be on the show, by the way. <laughs> No, that's a lie. He won't be on the show. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Except, but uh, yeah. So, moving on to states north of California, Oregon has uh, restored restrictions as COVID cases are going up. While in Tennessee, the governor has just done away with the mask mandate, and people. So, I have a a friend of mine went into a food city the other day. And uh, he was getting stuff. This friend of mine just got his second shot on Friday. But he was buying stuff, and two employees were in an argument about wearing the mask. One of them had the mask, and one of them did not have the mask. And the person who did not have the mask on said we didn't, he didn't have to wear it because the governor said he didn't have to. So therefore, he was not wearing the mask. Now, how <laughs> Food City is not... I don't care if you live... If you work at Food City, and Food City says... You must wear a mask. Then guess what? You should wear a mask because that's what your company that you're getting paid to work at tells you to do. Whether you like it or not, that's what they say. And as far as I know, Food City and Kroger and stuff like that have masks, or at least they used to have mask mandates for employees. Although I've seen a bunch of Kroger employees that we talked about last week not have masks on. Yeah, someone posted on the, the Fellini Kroger Facebook page, like a third of the people weren't wearing masks. It's like I, I'm really scared. Do they play a lot of chess in the Fellini? <laughs> There's usually like a random cow walking. Or actually, at that Kroger, there could be a random cow walking through. Um, you be nice to her. She's done a. She's actually lost a lot of weight. <laughs> well, I think that's where they get the milk. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm really scared that we're gonna duplicate what's happening in, in India now too because it was all under control in India everything was fine 
And then they started having political rallies without masks, is like sound familiar. And boom, you know, 400,000 cases a day, wham, 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 wham. Which, by the way, they still have far fewer cases in the United States. We still have more active cases than any country on the planet. We still have more deaths. We're number one. Planet. We're <laughs> number one. You know, someone posted on a Facebook page that I follow, which is a progressive verbal page, which is really cool. And he said, oh, this is great. You know, we have 100 million people vaccinated. It's like, we're turning the corner. And it's like, slow your roll. It's like, we have 100 million people vaccinated. How many people do we have in the country? Oh, yeah, it's like almost 340 million. Dude, we don't even have a third of the fucking population <laughs> vaccinated. This is not the time to take a victory lap. And you've got a bunch of the population that doesn't want to be vaccinated. Right. Uh, West Virginia, I don't know if they passed it or not, but they are considering paying people to get vaccinated. Palm Beach County is talking about paying people to get vaccinated because there's so many stupid fucks who don't want to get tracked by the chip in the vaccine who carry their fucking cell phone with them everywhere they go and you do get (laughs) tracked constantly. Like, people, come on. Yeah. This is Geo tracking his tweets was... from the rally against uh, yeah. vaccinating. Yeah. They'll never track me now. <laughs> it's like this, this will never be over unless people get fucking vaccinated. Never. And it's so frustrating because it's so fucking simple. It's fucking free. <sighs> yeah, I saw um, Biden was asked this week about, I guess there was some poll somewhere where I don't know how realistic the poll is. But about 40% of Marines, I guess, I think it was, Marines saying that they were not going to get vaccinated. And I'm thinking, it's the military. Just Can they not just do that? First of all, I'm surprised <laughs> they don't already have a mandate to, yeah, to I'm be shocked vaccinated. Too. Considering that you get vaccinated for all kinds of shit when you go in the yeah. military. And if you go on an overseas trip, oh, you're going to get vaccinated. You know, they don't ask you, do you want the gamma globulin? No, they just like slam it in your arm. It's like, you're in the fucking military. You gave away some of those precious rights when you signed that deal. It's like, take the shot, shut the fuck up. And why are you a Marine if you're fucking afraid of anything? <laughs> Quit, you cowardly shit. 40% percent like, sounded thinking, why? How? How are you a Marine? Seriously. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but 40% sounds high for, for anything. Really, I've, so I'm not sure. I've seen the same thing. I've seen Except for Republicans. Polls. Right. 40% yeah. is low for Republican. I'm yeah, I am. Um, Biden was like, yeah, I'm not sure if I will require. I'm like, just require them. But, I mean, like you guys said, you know, you're going overseas. You're you're in close proximity to your work people. So it's I don't understand why it's not already a mandate. That kind of surprised me. So, but guess what isn't a mandate? Our relationship with North Korea because Trump's buddy uh, is pissed at us again because Biden made some speech somewhere where uh, he he said something about North America or North Korea, about North America. North America is a bunch of bastards. Totally pissed off Canada. But, um... Yeah, I, 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 it's just, I don't know why this. Is. So, um, North Korea on Sunday warned the United States will face a quote unquote a very grave situation. I mean, they always say that shit. Who gives yeah, a shit? They say that it's constantly. Like, 
Yeah, it's like the boy who cried wolf. So it's um, thousands uh, of times. Yeah, according to them, Joe Biden made a big blunder in his recent speech by calling the North a security threat and revealing his intent to maintain a hostile policy against it. Well, wait a minute. They're a security threat, and their response is, hey, we're not a security threat, so we're going to threaten you. <laughs> yes. Huh? Yeah, exactly. it's actually good news when totalitarian assholes you know, are upset with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they do have a nuclear um, arsenal to some degree, but I mean, they, I, they can probably launch it and get it all the way to Seoul. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, put it in the back of the tri- pickup truck and bring it over to the U.S. It's like, yeah, let's see if I can deliver something. It's like, shut the fuck up and start taking care of your people, you scumbag. I still don't get how people were okay with Trump meeting. I mean, be- because of the way we felt about North Korea for decades now, why Republicans would ever be okay with Trump meeting this guy i mean i'm okay with him meeting the, the guy but not saying but oh, being chummy with friend him? exactly that's the thing you meet the guy and you if you're gonna meet him meet the guy and tell him what's up he's like stop being an asshole and not that oh we're gonna launch a war and we're gonna go to war against you no that's not the deal but treat your fucking people like people we no. can't do that here we can we can have yeah true <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so we'll see what see what comes out of it. I mean, I guess we're not getting any North Korean baseball players anytime soon. That's a joke. I don't think we ever have. So um, Giuliani, uh, his offices got raided. Um, shocking. Shocking that they got raided. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, again, I, I don't even know why you have to raid this guy's office. He should be in jail from, for what he said on January 6th, as far as I'm concerned, because he did incite a riot. Yep. Are we ever going to get to... Uh, I, you know, we talked about Trump and, and the legal uh, issues he's having and Giuliani. But I'm the pessimist who thinks nothing's ever going to come out of this. Am I wrong? No. Next story. <laughs> hopefully something Hopefully, something will come out of it against Trump. But I have a feeling it would be more an economic thing against Trump where gradually his partnerships will start dissolving because he can't really give them anything anymore. And his brand de- continues to decline in popularity. So Giuliani, nah, I don't know. To me, it's like a, a toss-up whether he goes to jail or not. He should. I mean, he already should be in jail, like he said. But, you know, at at, at at best, his brand is going to continue to devolve as he continues to prove himself to be an utter buffoon. I mean, the whole thing of being America's mayor is like, until 9-11, basically he was seen as a prick. And then he managed not to completely bumble it. And then all of a sudden, he, yeah, he's wonderful. Although it's, he really did, as it turns out, as John Stewart has, has rightfully pointed out. And does more work than for yeah. people of in New York City than Giuliani does or has done. Yeah, for sure. You know, basically his big power move was to say terrorists are bad. Ooh, thanks for that, buddy. <laughs> You're a fucking genius. Terrorists are bad. Yeah, it's just I I don't know. This guy is man. I, I don't know. It's 
I mean, like you said, basically, he's a fucking terrorist. I mean, that's what he was advocating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny that we just have, like, people in politics for no apparent reason. Some of them just seem to be Teflon because it's like they just keep coming back. I, I don't understand what... What is it about Giuliani? And does nobody likes him, right? Oh, I mean, he, personally, he's a horrible person for about his wife from cancer. He's tough. He's tough. He stood up to the terrorists because he, you know, did some photo ops. Because someone stole his chair. That's why he stood up to the terrorists. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still haven't seen a new Borat film, but I, you know, that scene is, was well talked about. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. It's, it's funny because and we'll move on to the Oscars because, uh, you know, but it, it was. Uh, did you guys watch? It? I know Rob didn't watch it. Todd, did you watch it? The Oscars? Yeah. Yes. I liked the part about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. One of the times he was nominated. What was it for? And it was like the the whoever was doing the nomination was like, yeah, and, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen. It's, it's not like you ever do anything. You know, outside the mainstream, or, or right. you know, to ruffle feathers. Yeah, it was it's, kind of funny. He played Abby Hoffman in the trial that, seven. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But um, and he was excellent. He was, but I, I thought that the awards this year it was kind of funny because I, I watching them, I actually liked the smaller venue and the way they did it because I thought it was like it felt more personal than some big theater thing. But um, the way they the formatting of the way they did the awards was just weird. It was like, it doesn't make any sense. It was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. And then the the smaller format totally makes sense because it makes it feel like you said, more personal, more up close. And Oh, look, we can have social distancing. Make perfect sense. But, you know, they played clips of movies, I think for three or four categories. It's like in in a year when a lot of people couldn't go see movies. Oh, let's not show the fucking movies. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's like, Jesus, Steven Stoderberg. It's like, dude, you did not make this like a movie. And he, you know, the deal is, oh, we're going to make this like a movie. Like a bad movie? Like a movie you've never fucking made? Are you kidding? This was horrific. Aside from the awards, who won, the format was ridiculously bad. You know, thank God they they skipped some of the comedy bits until they finally they had the little bit about, oh, which song was it nominated? Did it win or was it never mm-hmm. even nominated? That was so pathetic. <laughs> and oh, I'm sure Glenn Close knows exactly, exactly. all about the butt. She of course, she, it's like, come on, how pathetically forced was that? Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was ridiculous. It was sad. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's be relevant and funny. This will be cool. Let's get let's get the whitest woman in the planet to dance to the butt. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, or just even the way they the order of the awards was just like oh. I don't Well, we know why they did the order of the awards, because they were sure a certain actor was gonna win and that was gonna be the big rousing feel good closing moment. That's why they moved the best picture up. And you can't really do best actress and then best picture. So they put best picture up and Pretty much everyone thought that was going to win, and this time they were right. Nomad Land won, and then they do Best Actress, and let's save the feel-good moment. We're going to hear the speech again from Tom Arnold, <laughs> and we didn't get Tom Arnold. <laughs> 
Yeah, kind I, of, the, the the way you guys are describing it sounds like a a WWE pay per view. About, except it was less entertaining. Because <laughs> I, I mean, again, I liked. I wish they would do that every year, like the way they had the setting yeah, the and setting stuff like great. that. They got that That's it. The funny thing to me was like this, this, you know, because the Golden Globes had all this backlash about not having people of color win, right? right? And then the way they did the Oscars is you had a lot of people of color who were doing the nominations. And you're thinking it's going to lead up to a person of color winning best best actor. Of course. And, and then he, he doesn't win. The, the only it was just like classic. About, yeah, the only good thing about that is that we know that producers truly do not know the results. Because obviously if they knew, they wouldn't have set it up like that. Because they set themselves up for immense failure. And Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor, and he wasn't even there because he's in Wales sleeping because it's four in the fucking morning. And people were making a big deal about, oh, he's not... He finally got a chance to go home because of COVID. He hadn't been home for over a year. So, of course, he fucking went home. It's like, don't blame the guy for not being there. But, yeah, it couldn't have been more anticlimactic. The guy who wins isn't there. And Joaquin Phoenix, great actor, but not the greatest public speaker, (laughs) stumbles through uh, the Academy Accepts on behalf of, like, yeah, that was awesome. And then you say Joaquin Phoenix ran in with the money in the bank briefcase and cashed it in to win the Best Actor award. That would have been awesome. See, that would have worked. That would have worked. Yeah, they, they, it was so forced as like how hip and relevant and how aware are we, are we of social justice. It was ridiculous. It was so overdone. Mm-hmm. They had four white male presenters the entire evening, which that's fine. I'm not saying, oh, they should have had five. They should have all been. But it was so obviously forced. It's like, look how cool we are. It's like, do something with your fucking money. Don't do a fucking show about it. Why don't you start at the beginning? There's like, we're starting a program. We're creating a program. We're going to sink in $50 million into a development program for directors of color, people of color being directors. Do something that fucking matters. Don't put on a fucking pageant. It was this. This is why Hollywood gets a bad rap because they say, but they don't do. And this was the ultimate, ultimate thing. It was like, oh, let's put on a pretty show, and then it blew up on their face. And and you know, Chadwick Boseman's family has, has said it's like, hey, you know, it's like he didn't win and he wasn't about awards. It's cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't cool because anybody who saw both of those performances, no one in their right fucking mind can think Chadwick Boseman didn't give the best performance of the year. Maybe the best fucking performance ever. Ever. How the fuck did he not win? My guess is not enough of you idiots fucking saw it. Yeah, and maybe exactly. some of you idiots wouldn't vote for it because, oh, it was on Netflix. I'm not doing that. Right. Fuck yep. off. Let's go with the safe thing. Well, Anthony Hopkins, he's usually good. I haven't seen any of these fucking movies. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, he's cool. He's excellent. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's not the views because probably a lot fewer people saw the father than they did you know right Maureen's. so it's just ridiculous yeah it was just hopkins was the worst pick for me just about possible i think yen was steve and yen was better ahmed ruse was better it was just it was the safe fucking pick that's pathetic Absolutely well, like our political system. See, see, I, and I, I think you guys can explain about this Oscar win. thing. This is why I don't watch it. They don't get it right. Yeah. Ever. Well, I, I think they're right sometimes, but they really got it wrong. This Nomadland, okay, okay. best picture, 
Good call. Yeah, they got the artist when it won. I was like, that was kind of shocking, but that was by far the best picture of the oh, year. Oh, by far the best picture. And Chloe Zhao winning best director, absolutely for Nomadland, because that's got to be fun. Talk about, you know, hurting cats. I mean, she had three professional actors in the whole movie. Everyone else is playing themselves. And they did great. You know, you were talking before about Patrick Schwarzenegger. It's like, dude, getting getting good performances of people who can't act? That's a freaking job. <laughs> but, yeah, you had one freaking job and you didn't do it. That's just ridiculous. Well, so did you guys watch any of the NFL draft? I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, I watched off and on. Most That's of what you're for. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, but I took a when I saw that there was pick, uh, which ended up being a trade down one thirty seven, and the next pick was like two hundred. No matter what it was going to be, two hundred. I was like, actually, took a long walk. I was doing house. I, I couldn't sit there and watch that whole thing. I mean, who 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 does just every four minutes there's a pick. I'm like, you don't even have time to even think about who's being picked because it's going so fast, which it should because you don't want it to take. 15 minutes between round four through seven. Cause who knows those guys? I, I, they could have picked leave out. Nobody knows me. They're not going to, I'm not going to know any of those guys, but although I understand it would be easier to find a picture of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's always, always fun. We, as we talked about that, hi Ted, <clears throat> this isn't really pre-pro. This is other pre-pro other show, but yeah, fun to find pictures of people drafted in the seventh round, especially when they're linemen. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was surprised I found the three Seahawks and two of them. I had to find it in the old, old photo thing that we're going to use or that we use instead of the new one. Yeah. yeah but it was like, like the new one, I think has like six pictures total and that's their library. I think they must have just, when they picked up that system, that's when they started getting the photos. So any photos older than that, they just don't have is that's what I'm assuming. That's what it looks like. But yeah, when I couldn't find a picture of Steve Largent, for an article yeah. last year is like yep. what <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly and then you can't find one that's wide you have to find it it's like I, I can't do anything with this so um yeah anyway that's a whole whole different ball game but yeah i, I watched um i mean I, I watched the first round i watched most of the second and third rounds I'm not i mean see how if the seahawks had had more picks i probably would have been yeah. a little bit more involved but you know it's just like yeah whatever actually i was hoping trey smith would have gotten picked earlier because guy's such a really good player but just goes to show in the nfl you have one thing wrong and screw you don't want to take a chance on you it's like hollywood (laughs) or politics or politics except the opposite well unless you're republican the opposite except (laughs) the opposite in politics yeah, the, the, the draft is fun because they always get it right. Individual teams may get it drastically wrong, but someone gets picked every single time, and they're all worth getting drafted. They may not pan out as NFL players, but, I mean, they all deserve the shot, and it's always a fun story. It's a cool story. Sometimes yeah. it's heartwarming. Sometimes it's often it's just like, yeah, okay. Exactly. But it's always fun to watch regardless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, first round was okay. I mean, you get the third pick, and after that, it was like I don't know who's picking who. So it was what it was. That actually of the first, I wrote this down because it was fact of the first round picks of which there were thirty two. Forty eight of those players played at the University of Alabama. It was insane. 
It is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. The, the two things that kind of got me about the draft is that Belichick got his player with a 15th pick. Are you kidding me? From Alabama. <sighs> Again, which is like the 87th person he drafted from Alabama this, this year alone. And I didn't see any like interesting suits. I was very sad. Now, I didn't watch the entire draft, but at no point did come in anyone come out you know, flashing like their Deion Sanders gear. I mean, it was just like, they're just kind of wearing suits. Yeah. Some of them were interesting, but, you know, it was just, uh, no one was going to the disco. It made me kind of sad. Yeah, it was, they were, it was all kind of boring. And <laughs> some of the, some of the players were at home and then the bringing yeah. a fan, yeah, and a fan up from each team for each pick was like, oh, that, okay. nah, they should have dispensed with that. Cause that was like, cause you know, you know, he's going to have that chair probably destroyed. I mean, I know he sat in it afterwards. It was like, man, I wouldn't sit in that chair. God knows, man. Yeah. Cleveland just... Browns fans, but like, <laughs> hey, what's going on with them? Exactly. Yeah. It was just, it's <laughs> kind of like, it takes longer to get these people up and down than it does to get the pick in. So it's like, I'm not sure what the point of this is. So. Yeah. It was kind of, but it's theater. It's fun. Gave us three days of programming, which is crazy. It's used crazy to be all busy. one day, remember, for like, yeah. and it was when it was 12 rounds. Yep. And because then it wasn't a big deal. It's just like, yeah, this is what we're taking. Now it's like, oh, let's make a big deal about this. Let's have 16 talking heads talking about this. Exactly. Let's talk about. Exactly. Was, was David Byrne one of them? <laughs> that would have been kind of interesting. Awesome. Yeah. The 37th pick in the 15th round. Yeah, it was weird because. When the Broncos had their pick, they had that weird hologram of Andy Warhol talking about the pick. I didn't understand that at all. But. One thing that I was happy to see is how many players who opted out of last season got drafted early. Anyway, yeah, that was pretty cool. It wasn't. They didn't, didn't seem to anyone. No one seemed to be like punished or pushed back. I mean, obviously, if someone played last year and really showed what they could do as opposed to someone who sat out. Well, yeah, you might choose them first, but you know, I thought as I, well, if you don't play last year. So it was good to see that people who put their, whether they needed to or not, they put their health concerns and the concerns of their family before their potential career. And they didn't seem to get penalized for that, which is good to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Of course, the season was so short last year anyway, overall, was what it was, but yeah, um, some teams played. Oh, we'll play fifteen games, and no, we'll play four. <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna end the show with a, a quick uh, weekly shout out. What you think the answer is? Weekly news quiz show from CNN. Number one, the CDC issued a new a new guidance for those that are fully vaccinated for COVID nineteen. What was one of the changes? Everyone should be double masking. Masks are needed. Aren't needed anymore. Period. You don't need to wear a mask in smaller group settings if everyone is vaccinated and social distancing inside is no longer necessary. You're supposed to wear like a diving helmet, like the 1920s, and have the hoses come up. That's what you're that's, supposed to That's do. not one of the answers. I do well, agree C- with that. But. CDC is wrong. So it's uh, what? We don't, they don't need to wear a mask in smaller groups? If everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's vaccinated, right. Uh, okay, I think we got that one right. So, which it's very confusing the way they do it. It's like, uh, where's the answer? Uh, which country continues to be the 
to be the okay this is literally what it's saying which country continues to be the at the center of the world's that's literally what it says worst coronavirus outbreak and has been recording more than 370,000 new cases per day Brazil India Ethiopia Pakistan it would be the guy who writes for that blog that we hear about periodically isn't that who wrote the question (laughs) yeah pretty much Um, 400 now well, uh, Todd gave the answer away on the show. So those listening at home, I'm sorry, but uh, Todd cheated. Yeah, so um, what uh, what hot hope? Let's try again. What, what, what hot hope? What hot hope? What hot hope? Bob. Don. Um, what high profile Trump, speaking of Don, ally had his apartment and office raided this week, allegedly in connection with an ongoing. We already did this one, too. And, and you gave that one away. That's funny. We've already talked about these. Um, I'm glad. Well, Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, Will. Wheaton. That's right. In the <laughs> bank there. So, uh, President Biden addressed a joint session of Congress this week, the first such address of his presidency. Presidenta. That's what I want to say, like Cartman. What event did Biden's uh, address coincide with? The fulfillment of a U.S. vaccine milestone, his birthday, the passage of one of Biden's high priority pieces of legislation, his first 100 days in office. The NFL draft. The Oscars. The Oscars. So we're going to say... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Number five, federal prosecutors... We've gotten them all right, by the way. Federal prosecutors indicted three white men accused of killing Ahmaud Arbery, a black man on hate crime and attempted kidnapping charges. In what state did the attack take place? Georgia, Illinois, North Carolina, Florida. Tranquility. Georgia. It is correct. We're five for five. Number six. Islamic terrorist militants. Islamic terrorist militants. It's kind of redundant. Milton what? (laughs) Milton Burrow. Milton Burrow reportedly hoisted his group's flag and forcefully took hostages from fleeing residents from Mel Brooks's house. Which which terrorist group has been deemed responsible? I want to see that movie. I should say ISIS. Second it. city? No, it was it was Procol Harum. That was actually <laughs> so China successfully launched <laughs> China successfully launched a module into low orbit this week, bringing them closer to this national goal. Building a space station, researching the upper atmosphere. <laughs> Not that one. Constructing an orbiting rocket pad, reaching Mars. It's it's having the module just careen back onto the planet with no idea where it's going to go. <laughs> and building a space station is the answer. Women won big at the Oscars this year, including Beijing, Beijing-born Chloe Zhao. That's how you say it, Zhao, right? I believe that's how she says it. Who became the first Asian woman and the second woman ever to win the Best Director Award. What film... Did she direct to secure the honor? Really? Was That's it... the question? Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Was it Tenet, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, or Rain Man? <laughs> it was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Number nine. It was Nomadland. 
Well, number nine, uh, which major retailer is coming after Kanye West? Because they say the logo for his Yeezy apparel brand is too similar to their own. Is it Target, Amazon, Nike, or Walmart? It's Walmart. I haven't even seen it. That's correct. And I haven't seen his apparel. So, what is this? Uh, Kanye's shoes? What? <laughs> his Yeezy brand. I don't know Yeezy. what his brand is. So, um, last question. Domino's Pizza is bringing back this infamous... Okay. The I'm actually reading this. Domino's Pizza is bringing back this infamous bunny-suited mascot made famous in the 1980s. I was kidding. <laughs> what's that? What's the mascot called? Wesker, the Whammy, the Noid, or the Goro? Why... Goro from Goro because you can eat more pizza with four hands. <laughs> it really should be Goro. That'd be a great tie in. Yeah, why are they bringing back the Noid? That's awful. Do they are, do they want to cut their sales? Or are, are, are things going too well for the company? I don't know. This is the it is the Noid. The chain's old troublemaking mascot, the Noid, is back. Now its mission is to disrupt this Domino's latest in, innovations appearing on both. Bandicoot mobile video game. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> I, I have never heard of the Noid. So they are going hyper rele- relevant. They're bringing back Crash Bandicoot, which is a great game. And they're bringing back the Noid. That's hideous. Yes. So that's our show. That's it. We had to end with a quiz show. Next week we'll end with Mad Libs. So. <laughs> Which actually could be fun if we have the right Mad Lib thing. I believe that's how Donald Trump uh, ran the country with Mad Libs. That would make sense. I can see that. how he wrote his speeches. <laughs> A lot of sense. Yeah. So. Totally see that. Any final words? I thought those were the final words. Those then are they the final words? The final words. Go Hawks. Words.